This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Good evening, my name is Ricardo. And my name is Sam. And this is the Outer Limit Frequency. Last week, we looked at some of the ways that heavy metal has repurposed other styles of music over the years to create frightening cross-genre monstrosities. But of course, metal is not unique in this regard, rather just very prominent. Punk rock has been around almost as long as metal, give or take a decade, and in that time it has been very busy cross-pollinating with many other types of music. And this is the topic for tonight's episode, as we merely scratch the surface of the multitudinous ways in which punk has infiltrated other genres with surprising results. And a point that I would like to clarify before we begin... When we say punk, we are referring to both the original type of punk from the early 70s, as well as the myriad of post-punk styles that emerged at the end of the decade. Clear? Then let's begin. AFI gained a bit of a reputation as an emo band due to really just one song, Miss Murder. The thing people forget is, at their core, AFI was always a punk band, with each album incorporating different styles in there with that punk. Also, emo's kind of punk, just saying. Since their emo days, they haven't really seemed like the big deal that that song once made them. However, their best work has been since then. I'm mostly talking about their 2013 album, Burials, which is actually the album that got me into them, mostly because of how extremely bleak a large part of it is. This isn't emo bleak, though. This is goth, all parts of goth, including the weirdly peppier sides reminiscent of The Cure or Joy Division. And this is A Deep Slow Panic.
Of all the branches of punk that came from the great post-punk explosion of the late 70s, one of the most interesting concerns the genre's combination with reggae types, creating a hybrid known as ska revival, aka two-tone, often erroneously just called ska. It was a big influence on Madness, The Police, and The Clash, but you just can't talk about two-tone without talking about the specials. Formed in Coventry, England in 1977, the specials cut their teeth by reworking some of the great rock steady and original ska tracks that came out of Jamaica from the 50s and 60s. Their throwback rude boy mod look and prominent use of horns was very catchy, but their authenticity and reverence for the source material really shone through, and it became something of their very own. The term two-tone is also very important because it represents music that can cross racial barriers and bring all peoples together. The specials were strong supporters of the UK's Rock Against Racism movement that rose up in response to the growing far-right sentiment in the UK, so they really walked the walk on this one. This is a spooky song that's really an allegory for urban decay. Oh, and Halloween, I guess? This is Ghost Town.
probably the most famous punk hybrid is pop punk it's in the name it's a blending of punk with pop and it's really gotten a lot of hate from punk and metal purists throughout the years i was among those haters for a while while also refusing to acknowledge one of my favorite bands blink 182 as being among their ranks but the thing is there's some pretty good stuff to be found we can all agree that fallout boy panic at the disco and paramore may be a little cheesy and those first two often being called emo rather than pop punk makes me question genre labeling even more but bands like real friends neck deep and tonight alive all give the subgenre a good name don't have much more to say on this so this is tonight alive with lonely girl from their very first album, Black Flag staked their claim as one of the all-time great hardcore punk bands. 
but things took an interesting turn with the release of album number two, My War, specifically the record's B-side. Rather than even more lightning-quick hardcore, the band decided to slow things down by half. This not only challenged the idea of what a punk band could or should be in the early 80s, it also let Black Flag lean more heavily into their metal side, a move which helped to meet the punk-minded metal of crossover thrash halfway, because it turns out that slowed-down hardcore is eerily similar to Sabathian doom metal. This is the same fertile ground which gave us trailblazers like Melvin's and I Hate God, after all. And the influence of My War's second half simply cannot be understated, specifically as it pertains to inspiring Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Mudhoney, and Soundgarden, aka the Four Pillars of Grunge. Not a bad legacy for just three tracks off the back end of some hardcore band sophomore record, is it? This is Nothing Left Inside.
I spoke about the fusion of rock and roll or rockabilly with metal last week, and while I love Volbeat, I have to say that punk does this particular fusion a little better. I mean, they actually have their own subgenre in Psychobilly, which is full of great bands like The Cramps, Necromantics, and, of course, Reverend Horton Heat. Then there are the bands who don't quite go as messy and distorted as these, such as the Japanese trio, the 5678s, who, if you've seen Kill Bill, you've heard them before as they're the group behind the annoyingly catchy Woohoo. However, this song isn't really punk, so instead, to show you that they're better than that song, this is Guitar Date. Compared to many concoctions on this episode, punk and folk are easy bedfellows. Just ask people like Billy Bragg or Nick Cave, who straddle both for a living. Both styles are earnest and uncompromising. They revere DIY ingenuity and are excellent vessels for the dissatisfied and disillusioned. Days and Days hail from Houston, Texas. They have earned quite a following with their unique sound, something the band calls Thrashgrass. Singers and principal songwriters Whitney Flynn and Jesse Sandejas use their agitated and anarchic style to espouse their political beliefs and generally lament the downfall of society as they see it. The punk angst is right on the surface, and once you add in classic folk staples such as banjo, accordion, and washtub bass, you've got quite a Molotov cocktail on your hands. 
Days and Days is the perfect musical pairing for a night under the stars down by the rail yard with only a burning barrel for companionship. The group's best-known song pretty much tells you all you need to know from the title alone. This is Misanthropic Drunken Loner. My breakfast was straight out the medicine cabinet, a remedy for the aftermath of my habits. Sometimes it's the ones who try to help that hurt the most. I feel like we're playing tug-of-war and I'm the rope and I'm stretched to the limit, but you keep on pulling in. I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind, I'm gonna lose my mind. saying latin punk would not necessarily be a different genre but instead just punk from latin america and in many cases you would be correct however there are just as many bands that blend traditional latin music or at least the latin melodies into punk 
Then there are also the bands that put a little bit of punk into Latin music, such as Mariachi El Bronx, for example. However, for now, we are looking at the former and the band Los Violadores, or The Violators, who are essentially to thank for actually making punk popular in Latin America. They've been around on and off since 1981, and I say on and off because they've split four times, most recently in 2019, but hey, you never know, they could get back together. The band is basically your prototype of Latin punk, and honestly, no one has done it better. This is Sentimiento Fatal. Oh, my God. 
of my favorite things about many of the young musicians breaking through nowadays is their apparent aversion to being pigeonholed. Several of my favorite albums from this year come from younger folk, and they feel as though they're going out of their way to avoid easy classification. Black Country New Road, Genesis Abusu, and Black Midi all fit this description, as does King Cruel a.k.a. 27-year-old singer-songwriter Archie Marshall. Marshall has been releasing music under his King Cruel moniker since 2013, and they are some of the hardest to pin down records of recent times. But deep down, Marshall's a punk through and through. It's just a particularly restless and creatively flexible brand of punk. His anything-goes approach is best demonstrated by his most recent live album, You Keep Me Up, You Call Me Down, released early this year, as he plays havoc with some of his naughtiest arrangements. This next song is a punched-up version of his 2020 track, Stoned Again, which heavily emphasizes the jazz, blues, and hip-hop elements that crawl effortlessly folds into his rambling musical narrative.
I first heard The Prodigy as a kid, accompanied by their music video for Firestarter, I was a little confused. In my head, I just thought well, they were the same as the other bands I was getting into. But to anyone who isn't a strange child, they're pretty clearly electronica of some sort. But I mean, just look at the guys, especially the late Keith Flint. These guys are so obviously punk, even if on the surface their music is more about making you dance. But it's also aggressive, anti-authority, and just really, really messy. So they're like electropunk, and we're not calling them cyberpunk, because that's a different thing that I don't want to talk about for another 56 years. But yeah, electropunk. They may have mellowed out a little with their last two albums, but that doesn't disqualify them. So this is Out of Space.
The term punk rap started gaining traction in the mid-2010s with the rise of grimy SoundCloud rappers like Denzel Curry and Suicide Boys. But weirdos have been making aggressive anti-social hip-hop for a long time, from Bismarcky to Odd Future. But the question is always, how punk are they really? Well, let's look at the group Death Grips as an example to find out. Oh, did I mention that Death Grips are possibly the most punk band on the planet? Radical political beliefs, completely unmarketable, explicit album covers and lyrical content, rabid cult following developed through self-promotion and word of mouth, check, 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 and check. But they're also sonically adventurous, highly unorthodox, and recklessly abrasive to boot. And they managed to pull it all off while being led by an MC, the inimitable MC Ride. And with Zach Hill of Hell of Fame on drums, you just know these guys are going to go hard. So what does that all sound like? The group's first official single, I've Seen Footage, is a credible proof of concept for aggressive hip-hop menace cut up with new wave wackiness. Get up! These are wasted, swallow by these! I stay these! I stay near up These are wasted, swallow by these I stay near I see foot What's that? Tap tap, that hell twig Shot in hell, these best ghetto twigs Show me something I ain't seen before I'm this dirty hunter That door do stuff, I'll let you do the book With the signs, somebody in the house Sitting in the 
So I was thinking for my final slot, I was going to go with a blend of punk and avant-garde. But in looking into this, I discovered something possibly even more weird. So punk legend Henry Rollins has become known for his spoken word works, where he just, in the most Henry Rollins way possible, riffs on everything. So if you take this idea and blend it with actual music, I guess you get spoken word punk, which Cam Smith and his project Hotel Books does honestly quite well. He describes it as ambient music, but the way he vocalizes is pretty punk. The attitude and often the actual music, pretty punk. And then he just has stuff like Nicole that I just like for some reason. choosing you because I'm in love and for now that will be enough and the ones around me convinced me that I was the only person who was dumb enough to believe that you and I had hope but now I know even after you began to let your emotions slow the reason I stood alone was because I was the only one who knew our love was never gonna let go everyone wanted me to see that we could not thrive so gouge out my eyes because if this is reality then I guess I'm not alive because I don't know a life and where I can't make things right And when life teaches you to drive and you finally say goodbye And you won't let me stand by your side I'll know that though some feelings are hurt, none will have died Cause I used to stay up at night and picture myself looking into your eyes Shouting as you would sigh How dare you think you can fall asleep With water dripping from the kitchen sink How dare you think you can fall asleep With all these little leaks in this home we built in our dreams A picture's worth a thousand words or whatever people say to me It's hard to believe when your mind is lost and in need and all you can picture is a memory inside of someone else's sheets a prayer that nothing will keep a hope that light will seep before the dark sinks too deep or at least the sinking feeling inside of me will decrease when the release of perceived dreams burn in the flame of feeling free so feel free to be free if that's what you need try to breathe know that you're not alone as far as i can see because you were everything to me through this i've realized that if i were gone we would have all just died because darling you were mine and now i feel so dead inside and what good am i if all i can create is a projection of my own mind a dream of finding time to remind you that i'm still here and i'm not fine and darling if you're going to leave just remember who you remember me maybe someday we can talk about our past and we can talk about the weather whenever you leave i don't care what i'm remembered for i just want to be remembered because even if i fail you at least i tried and maybe our lives don't add up now but someday our graves will look the same when we both die and if i had a chance i'd give you one last kiss and i'd bite down on your lip and i'd try to puncture it so you'll never forget that time that you'll always regret and darn Sometimes life will take a turn for the worst And sometimes life will even hurt And I know some days 
Some days you're afraid of the lessons you'll have to learn. And some days you'll even feel burned. And I want to let you know, I want to love you through them. But I always get what I deserve. Can soul and punk coexist? They are two genres that might initially seem incompatible, aside from possibly a propensity for powerhouse vocalists. And yet, where there's a will, there's a way, as I often say. After the sheer blunt instrument that was Ultramono, it seems that Bristol's best Don't Call Us A punk band idols were ready for a change of scenery. And by all accounts, their next album, Creeper, which is due out before the end of the year, could well be that change of scenery. As of the time of this recording, only a single track has been released from the forthcoming record, but it's an incredible change of pace. The Beachland Ballroom is a rugged piece of heartfelt Motown soul with the intensity ratcheted up to maximum. In interviews, singer Joe Talbot has mentioned he would want to try something along the lines of Motown's signature soul, but the timing had never been right before, and it had to be natural rather than tokenistic. If this track is any indication, the timing was indeed right, and we have another exceptional Mutant Gonzo Idols record on its way in a matter of weeks.
thank you for joining us on the Outer Limit Frequency and our look at punk hybrids. And if you liked what you heard, jump on to Spotify and check out some of our old episodes. There's a whole lot of them just waiting for you to listen to every single one. And since you're coming back next week, you will find out what happens when we pull the plug on the Outer Limit Frequency. That's right. We're going acoustic. We'll see you then. Or unplugged. Yeah. <laughs> For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.